Welcome to one of the uh, many Cood Street podcasts, many M-I-N-I, uh, in which we are going to talk with some friends and, uh, and favorite writers about some questions in very brief discussions of uh, only about 10 or 15 minutes. With me is uh, Sarah Pinsker, who is, well, I have to say this, Sarah, whose novel, Song for a New Day, is, is really good, but it's way more prescient than it should have been. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's not just a business. And for those people who haven't seen the novel, it's not just a business that people can no longer gather in stadiums or at concerts because, uh, well, viruses are one of the things that you mentioned. Yeah. But in addition to that, um, I remember just before this whole thing came down, I remember reading some reviews of Whitney Houston hologram tour, mm-hmm. uh, which struck me as creepy even then. <laughs> But between, between the hologram uh, tours and uh, and the viruses in your novel, don't you feel a little bit weird? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the hologram tours, I could see that that I knew was coming. And that's part of what I was I was poking at with the novel, because I think that people will I, I was I was getting irritated that it seemed like people would be more inclined to go see a hologram of of someone who who wouldn't benefit from it than than to go downtown and see like one of the amazing small bands that's playing every night at small clubs uh, under ordinary circumstances. And the, yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff in there that, that does seem rather topical now though. (laughs) Um, uh, I, I think that they could take a few of my suggestions for, for some of the stuff like, uh, Bus travel with with uh, with barriers and and restaurants with barriers for the booth, um, since they're already doing the barrier. And uh, I know that some hotels and and uh, apartment buildings are saying only one party per per elevator at a time, uh, which right. which is in the book too. So so they they're welcome to have any of those suggestions. But in the book, those things have gone on too long. So the thing that I keep wanting to stress when people say that it's uh, that it's feeling very real is that the book is is uh, meant to meant to say this shouldn't you know we're doing this right now in solidarity with the medical community and with uh, people at risk of all ages and um, I, I think it's an act of community and an act of love what we're doing right now in staying home but I. Uh, I also hope that we remember how to step out and support artists and and uh, support each other again when when it's over. Right, because I should mention that there's a there's a lot of uh, corporate capitalist critique in the novel as well. I guess. Yeah, and, and right now you see lots of lots of musicians going, you know, and doing Facebook Live and doing all kinds yeah. of to support community in in Baltimore. Uh, one of the venues we, we've got a local venue that is. Uh, renting out musicians who are who are trying to keep the venue open, and the musicians will go and do a half hour concert on your street for you um, at a at a social distance. So there's all kinds of great things going on that support the artists and the venues. It's if uh, corporations start uh, capitalizing on it, and the artists and venues no longer see the money, and the people right. who work at the venues, that's when that's when uh, I start getting nervous. Well, I'd love to go on and talk about this. As you know, I like the novel a lot, but 
we have three questions for you. Uh, and, and, and Jonathan made these up. I think they're pretty good. Uh, and the first question is this. What are you reading right now and what do you think of it? Uh, right this second, I'm reading two, uh, I guess three books technically, but I'll just say two. Um, mm. I'm reading uh, Come Tumbling Down by Sean and McGuire, which is, I think, the fifth in the Wayward Children novellas. Mm. Uh, I, and I, it's following right on the heels. I had just finished In an Absent Dream. Uh, which I thought was lovely. Uh, that might have even been my favorite in that series so far. And um, it's a the the books are all about people who have uh, been spit out of their portal worlds, uh, and uh, some of them find their way back, and some of them don't. But but it's the idea of what what do you do when you've had this taste of this other life, and some people liked them, and some some people didn't. Um, and the, those. Uh, I, I've enjoyed all of those. The Sean, then, okay, the Sean and McGuire series. Yeah, and then and then I'm also reading uh, Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts by Kate Reculia, uh, which I've only just started. I'm like a chapter and a half in, um, but I had picked it up because Gwenda Bond said to on Twitter, mm-hmm. and and when Gwenda said it, I went and immediately found. Uh, the the author's previous book, which was called Bellwether Rhapsody, which turned out to be a fantastic mm. sort of mystery, um, sort of mystery, I guess, uh, set in uh, an upstate New York hotel that's supposed to be hosting a uh, a high school orchestra competition when when the a storm hits and uh, locks them into the hotel. Uh, and there's a mystery involved, and the characters are great, and it's another piece of really good music writing. Um, the, the descriptions of music mm-hmm. are just fantastic. Yeah, that's something which I find fascinating, and it's one of the things I liked about uh, Song for a New Day, is that there's not... It, it's very difficult to describe music performance in fiction and make it feel real. Um, uh, yeah, this author does the same thing that... that I do, but my my trick for that uh, is just that you write what what the music feels like to you as a performer. Uh-huh. You also do what the music feels like to to you as a listener. Um, but but the I find that if you try to describe the instrumentation or the exact the genre, the lyrics, all of those things can you, you can kind of run astray. But but if you stick to just the the feelings of it uh, you yeah. can often get farther uh, and I think that, that this author did that really well so I'm looking forward to reading this book it's I, I think it's a mystery it's um, I haven't gotten very far and I didn't actually read the description because sometimes I like to just dive in uh-huh. on the basis of a recommendation but but the characters the character description so great are terrific so far Great, and one of the things that Jonathan and I had talked about in, in setting up these questions, we, we we weren't asking that people talk about things that are necessarily in genre. So this is sounds like more or less a mainstream mystery. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, um, right. Although the title says "Talks to Ghosts," and there was a hint of a ghost in the first chapter, so so there may be. I, I don't know if they're real ghosts or not, but we'll find out. Great. Um, All right. And. And then uh, I've been ordering a ton of books from my local bookstore, trying to keep them afloat. So I have The City right. Came by N.K. Jemison and uh, the new Ken Liu uh, uh, collection, the City collection here, yeah. waiting, waiting to be read. And I'm very excited about those. I can tell you they're both terrific. <laughs> okay, question number two. 
What would you recommend people read if they're shut in? Uh, well, I know that there's some people who are actually doing pandemic reading and reading a lot of uh, dystopian and apocalyptic oh. stuff right now, which is not actually my bag. In, in <laughs> this case, I, uh, I'm drawn right this moment to uh, portal stories, uh, to interesting, positive, far futures, um, nothing, nothing super heavy. My brain kind of feels like it's full of bees right now. So, so I'm, I'm going for, for lighter reads. Um, I can understand that entirely. Yeah. I've, I've been reading Borges parables for no reason I can think of at all, except that they don't have anything to do with, with near future dystopias. Yeah. Um, okay. Question number three is what do you have out in the world right now or coming soon? Uh, well, I have a story in Jonathan's new uh, anthology that came out this month, uh, which the anthology is called Made to Order. It's about right. robots and revolution. Um, I, I have a, a sort of old school story in there that I had a lot of fun writing. Um, uh, I have a story also this month in, in Vandermeer's uh, Av- Avatars Inc. anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, those stories are all available online. There's a really cool interface, uh, and it's a, a cool sort of linked anthology. Yeah, that's done by the X Prize people. Yeah, yeah, it is. They did the Oceans anthology last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, that, I, that's what I got going, and then you know, six month old book that tells the future. Right. Um, and a story from Tor.com that I think is coming in May or June. I've just forgotten the date. But well, nobody knows about publishing dates anymore. Yeah, true enough. It'll it'll come out when it comes out, and I'm happy with that one too. I so. loved your story in Jonathan's anthology, and I'd like to see. It's it's a mystery. Uh, it's a it's basically a murder mystery. Yeah. And I just thought I'd like to see more of those. Have you thought about doing more of them? Uh, I, I had a lot of fun writing that story, so I would, huh. I would definitely consider writing more of them. That, that character might might be uh, fun to follow around a little bit. Great. Well, I think we're at our 10 or 15-minute point, so do you have anything else you'd like to add or any wishes you'd like to send out to our homebound listeners? Oh, d- just uh, hang in there, everybody, and much love to all of you. All right, well. Thanks very much. Again, this has been uh, Gary Wolf on the Cood Street Podcast with our guest, Sarah Pinsker. Thanks for joining us.